Welcome back to the show, everyone. I am your host, Kasig Sheeler, here at Pregame.com, and this is NASCAR Weekly. So happy to be back on the on the show, in the threads, on the forum. You know, I, it's, uh, I appreciate everybody coming back in to, to catch the show. We're on a nice little run the last couple weeks, but right off the bat, my apologies for the show not getting into the forums the last two weeks. We we had good shows. We had some good information that we did not get out to everybody. Hopefully you gathered some information from my threads uh, the last couple weeks. But again, I apologize for, for that. We've gotten that taken care of. Moving forward, the show, every week that there's a race day, a race day we will have the show. So you can count on us. Again, the purpose of the show, uh, it is NASCAR Weekly. It's all things NASCAR. Uh, and again, we want to get betters ready to win betting on NASCAR. And if you're first now coming into the show for the first time, welcome. It's a, it's a show that generally follows a, a similar format week to week. We talk about the previous race, and this one was Talladega. What a race. What an incredible finish. The closest finish of the year so far. Uh, Jimmy Johnson gets the win. Uh, you know, it was it was one of the one of the weeks we we'd had Jimmy Johnson on our card several weeks in a row that we didn't win. And I had a feeling going into the race week that if I didn't have him on there, uh, that he might win. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened because I had uh, I really was betting on Clint Boyer to win that race, and and we just got ousted. And and we've had a couple races like that this year. We'll talk about the the entire. Sh- uh, season here in this segment I'll kind of run down everything talk to you about where we're at uh, on our returns for the year because again this show is it's a betting show it's about how to win betting on NASCAR and uh, and I'll talk about my results as we head into week nine for some Saturday night short track racing from Richmond Virginia it's the Crown Royal tribute to Matthew and Daniel Hanson 400 they're going to race 300 miles uh it's going to be a great race, and uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, to to the show and and everything that we've got in store for you this week. But it'll be the Talladega Rewind. We'll talk about the point standings in all three series in the uh, Sprint Cup Championship Series, of course, nationwide, and the Camping World Truck Series. So a big show, uh, week nine. When they get done racing here, April will be over. And uh, 25% of the season will be gone, and hopefully we'll continue to be up like we are today. We are up almost 11%, just under 11 at 10.7% return uh, for the season. So, you know, guys, you know, no matter what size your bankroll is, your bankroll would have increased by 10 So if you had a $3,000 bankroll, you'd be up 300 bucks. you know, a little bit more than 300 Likewise, if you got a ten thousand or a hundred thousand dollar bankroll, you know everybody's different. Maybe it's fifty, maybe it's twenty. It doesn't really matter. You'd be up ten point seven percent. So some big numbers. Uh, I don't want to talk about units. I mentioned that in my thread last Sunday. If you check that out from Talladega, it was a huge race. We we swept the board on our head-to-heads, going five and zero. Oh. 
and we've really been clicking on our head-to-heads for the year. Uh, but it all started, and I'm going to review, it It all started in Daytona. And uh, Daytona, uh, you know, Trevor Bain was the winner there in week one. And, uh, you know, we didn't get any wins there. We got some head-to-head wins. Uh, we walked away, nothing gained, nothing lost. Uh, we were down about a 1%. So no real big major damage there. But we got into week two. We had our money on Carl Edwards. And uh, Jeff Gordon got the win there. It really hurt us. Uh, we got swept. Basically, we got one win in our head-to-heads, but we lost uh, two out of three on our head-to-heads, and we lost on all of our win bets. So it was a it was a difficult week. That was the worst week of the season. Uh, we lost six point six percent, and we were down to seven point nine percent on the year. And then we ne- we went to Las Vegas, and uh, we really needed the win in Las Vegas, and we did with Carl Edwards. Uh, we thought he was going to be strong in Phoenix. He was really probably the best car. Kyle Busch wrecked him there, as you remember. Uh, we came back with a win uh, in Vegas, and we were three out of four on our head-to-heads. Uh, so it was a great week. We gained back 3%, uh, just under 4% at 3.5%. So, again, it was, a great, it was a great week in Las Vegas. That was week three. Then we went to Bristol. And we were conservative with Bristol, but we won back-to-back races. We hit it with Kyle Busch. And what a race that was as well. He swept the weekend. We swept the board. We hit the winner and all three head-to-heads. We were very conservative on our approach and the amount we were risking because of Bristol and the fact that it was Bristol. But, uh, you know, we walked away with a nice 3% gain again. Uh, that put us at minus 1%, 1.4% on the year. Uh, headed out to California to Fontana in week five. Uh, we did not get any wins there. We'd won two weeks in a row. We didn't get the win there, uh, but we did sweep the board on our head-to-heads. Again, uh, swept the board on our head-to-heads. We've been really pounding the books on our head-to-heads on the year up 15%. Uh, so that gives you an idea how we're doing uh, on the head-to-heads. Uh, but we walked away. Really nothing went won, nothing lost. We were conservative. Uh, from California as well, went to Martinsville, another short track, had to be conservative for those short tracks. Uh, we didn't do as well. That was week six. We didn't get the win, and we we, we did not win, uh, but just one head-to-head, and uh, we were laying 170 odds, so we, we didn't get a huge return, and that put us back down 3% on the year. Uh, headed to Texas Motor Speedway. Now, that was the first show that didn't get in the forums, uh, again, my apologies. We've we've rectified the problem. Uh, moving forward, you can count on the show. But we went to Texas needing a win. We got the win. We won three out of four head-to-heads, and we put uh, we put eight percent into our bank that week as we hit with Matt Kenseth at eight to one, our biggest win of the year from Texas Motor Speedway. And then we followed it up in Talladega. Uh, we had Clint Boyer. We were strong on the RCRs. Uh, and we hit on all five of our head-to-heads. We were 5-0 and on our head-to-heads, uh, but we missed out on the win with Clint Boyer by two thousandths of a second. Uh, we'll talk about the Talladega Rewind when we get into the first seg- or the next segment of the show, uh, but the, that's kind of when what's going on. On the season, 10.7% return. Our goal on the year is 25%. Uh, if you're just now getting on board, we'll raise those goals. We'll increase our bankroll. We'll do all of those things as we start clicking along. We've really been hitting it hard. 
three out of eight winners on the year. Looking for our fourth winner this uh, week from Richmond. Thanks again, everybody, for being back on the show. Again, this is Sig Sheeler at pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Again, I'm Sig Sheeler. This is pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. Okay, last week, uh, the Sprint Cup Championship Series took the week off, uh, but they did race both nationwide and trucks from Nashville. So the weekend, last weekend, and I'll run through those results real quick, and then we'll talk about the Talladega Rewind, which was the week prior to that where, uh, you know, of course, uh, Jimmy Johnson was the winner. We'll get into that for the last part of this show. But I want to cover everything that's been going on uh, in all the series because that's you know what we do. Uh, I didn't really have a nationwide uh, suggestion last week. I, I took the week off as well. I did watch the races, of course, as always. And, uh, and of course, in the nationwide series race uh, from Nashville, you could have expected it. He's, he's, he's run really well in Nashville, and that's Carl Edwards. He got the nationwide win, ousting Kyle, B- Kyle Busch, excuse me, who had won the truck series race uh, over Nelson Piquet Jr. And, uh, you know, of course, that was a great race as well. Uh, but Kyle Busch was really strong there in the Dollar General truck, and uh, it, was, it was a good race. And, and, you know, Timothy Peters came in third in the truck. Now, this is the truck series we're talking about. Ron Hornaday was fourth, James Busher was fifth, Matt Crafton sixth, Johnny Sauter was seventh, uh, David Starr eighth, Craig Goes, or I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, uh, G-O-E-S-S, uh, Gals, Goes, uh, he was ninth, and Parker Kligerman was tenth in that in the uh, in the Penske Dodge. So that was the top ten uh, from Nationwide in the Truck Series. Uh, then on Saturday, Carl Edwards uh, got by Kyle Busch, uh, gets the win. It was an Edwards, Busch, Keselowski, Logano. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. finished to, uh, fifth to round out the top five. Trevor Bain was sixth. He was the second sanctioned uh, nationwide driver to finish. He finished sixth above Austin Dillon. Uh, Reed Sorensen was eighth. Josh Wise, ninth. And Eric Almarola was 10th. Uh, Justin Algauer just out of the top 10, followed by Kenny Wallace and Elliot Sadler. So that's kind of how things went for the weekend, last weekend in Nashville, uh, for the holiday weekend. Uh, the week prior to that, of course, was the Talladega and the Aaron's 499. It was a great race. Uh, it was another finish where we had guys up front uh, in the lead, uh, Several times throughout the race, uh, I mean, really, the majority of the race, RCR ran up front. If it wasn't uh, Clint Boyard, it could have been Paul Menard, uh, and, and Jeff Burton was even up there for a while. Uh, Dale Jr., you know, we had Dale Jr. on our card. Uh, you know, it was a great race. Uh, it came down. They got into that that two-car drafting scheme. Uh, it looked like Jeff Gordon and Mark Martin came from way back in the pack. They had avoided all the bang-ups throughout the day. They didn't look like they had a whole lot. And then all of a sudden, they're up there battling Clint Boyer and Kevin Harvick. They dropped to the back. 
They did their switch, put Boyer out in front because they were running better with Boyer in front of Harvick. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of turmoil between Boyer and Harvick because Boyer left him and, and he teamed up with uh, Jeff Burton. So there's a little bit of controversy back and forth there towards the end of the race. Jeff Gordon, Mark Martin get up there. Looks like they got dominant cars. Boom, last couple laps. Uh, you know, Clint Boyer and Kevin Harvick get around. Uh, Jeff Gordon, you think they're going to win. And then out of nowhere, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. pushing Jimmy Johnson. Boom, what a finish. What a finish. Uh, the way it finished, though, Talladega, the official results. Jimmy Johnson was the winner. Uh, congrats to him. I mean, he would, he had some great numbers behind him on that day. Uh, I think you could have got Jimmy Johnson uh, at, at times 15 to 1, 12 to 1. Uh, maybe he finished going off at an a 8 to 1 or 9 to 1. Uh, no, actually not. He was like a 10 or 12 to 1 uh, winner. Uh, but Jimmy Johnson first, uh, and then it was Clint Boyer. Of course, we had Boyer. We had uh, It was going to be a huge payday for us. Jeff Gordon was third. Uh, didn't expect that kind of run out of out of him, but we didn't have him on any against any on any of our head to heads uh, or Jimmy Johnson. Uh, but I really wasn't expecting a strong run from anybody except Earnhardt Jr. Uh, in the Hendrick camp. Uh, but Earnhardt Jr. was fourth. He was pushing Jimmy Johnson. Uh, Kevin Harvick was fifth, followed by Carl Edwards and Greg Biffle sixth and seventh. Mark Martin was eighth. David Gilliland was ninth, and Joey Logano was tenth. Now we we had uh, some really nice matchups uh, where we got a break because we were going against Brian Vickers and David Reagan, and both those guys got tangled up in accidents. And uh, Vickers was early on in the race, so our top head-to-head -head with Montoya over Vickers looked like a shoe-in from the beginning, so we were at ease there. Uh, then we had Newman over Reagan, and Newman, you know, he wasn't having a great race. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't a terrible race, but he ran in the middle of the pack the majority of the day. Uh, you know, he he stayed out of any of the messes, and uh, he finished. Where did he finish at? Jeez, uh, sorry, folks. He finished twenty fifth. Uh, Tony Stewart, his teammate, finished seventeenth. So not a great day for Haas uh, Haas Stewart Racing. But uh, to round out the rest of the uh, field for the Talladega run, uh, A.J. Allmendinger was 11th. Paul Menard was 12th. He had a good run. We were expecting a good run from him. Uh, he was one of our head-to-heads over David Rudiman. We got the win there uh, because it was Paul Menard 12th, Martin Truex Jr. 13th. Good run. He needed that run. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't bet against him. We'd been betting against him the last couple of weeks. Uh, we were, and you know, he'd been in a wreck two weeks in a row. Uh, so, uh, we didn't have him up there cause we expected a good run. He finished 13th. Good for him. The Napa 56 car. David Rudiman was 14th. Reagan Smith was up front for quite a bit of the day in the furniture row companies. Number 78 car. He finished 15th followed by Jeff Burton in the Caterpillar, uh, 31 car, uh, Tony Stewart, 17th, Kurt Busch, 18th. Kurt Busch was running up front there towards the end. He was very strong for most of the day. They tried some different strategies. Uh, he did manage to lead quite a bit of the race towards the end. Uh, he was there. Andy Lally was 19th. Robbie Gordon, 20th. Jamie McMurray was 21st. 
Uh, Denny Hamlin finished 23rd. Casey Mears 22nd. Uh, you know, Bobby Labonte, Ryan Newman. So that's the rundown from Talladega. Uh, Kyle Busch didn't run well. He had some struggles in the 30, uh, 35th position. Matt Kenseth was 36th. Casey Kane 37th. So that was kind of how that run was. Uh, you know, really, that is really the rundown from the Aaron's 499. It was a great race. Uh, it was a tough way to finish for us. I think... If I'm not mistaken, that's the third race this year that uh, we lost when Harvick came on strong at the end. Uh, I think two weeks in a row that happened to us. And then this week with that, uh, with uh, Jimmy Johnson getting it. And, and that's what's crazy. I had Jimmy Johnson in Texas, Martinsville. Uh, we had him, uh, geez, we had him in Fontana. We had him to win in Bristol even on the card. So we'd been betting Jimmy Johnson every we didn't have him from Phoenix uh and uh we did not have him from Daytona but he was other than that those first two weeks he was on every other card to win and he pulls away the win here in Talladega and we didn't have him and you know they they were strong in qualifying and they looked good in practices but I just felt that the uh, Richard Childress racing cars were going to be victorious and unfortunately they weren't but still, all in all, a great week from Talladega because we hit with Montoya over Vickers, Newman over Reagan, Menard over Rudiman, uh, Mark Martin over Trevor Bain. That was a good bet. And then, of course, Jeff Burton had a strong run over Denny Hamlin. So we were on track with everything we were doing. We picked up quite a bit of results on the week. On the season, we're sitting at 10.7%. Thanks, everybody, for being uh back on the show checking it out i've got some great information coming up when i get into talking about this upcoming week from richmond again i feel like i got my finger on the pulse i'm ready to get racing again i'm ready to get after it and finish out this quarter strong it's going to be uh it's going to be a great week uh thanks again for coming back again my name's k sig sheeler in the forums you can check me out drop me a line let's get the conversations going uh, the NASCAR is really picking up in the forums. There's so many strong people in the forum with information. You can ask a, a NASCAR question, and you're going to get your questions answered. It's a great forum. Uh, there's a lot of contributors. And uh, check us out. Again, this is K-Sig Sheeler at Pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. <laughs>
And then, of course, a newcomer to the top ten this week, Parker Kilgerman. So, uh, you know, that's pretty much the rundown. Uh, you've got uh, some guys struggling, again, in the trucks. Jeffrey Earnhardt had a, had a rough run out there last week from Nashville. He's way down in 25th position. Uh, you know, really, that was the big mover. Miguel Paludo fell out of the top ten. Uh, he was a newcomer to the top ten. He fell out last week. Uh, James Busher continues to move up, uh, and uh, as did Jason White, both of those drivers in 16th and 18th position. So a little bit of things going on. Johnny Sauter, though, has been running up front most most of the year. Ron Hornaday's been up there. Uh, Tim Peters as well, and Matt Crafton. So those those have been the – oh, and Todd Bodine, of course. Those have been your main, guy, main guys, Clay Rogers. Uh, those guys have been running up there in the top five throughout the year. Over in the nationwide, uh, you've got Justin Algar is uh, is the leader ahead of Ricky Stenhouse Jr., uh, followed by Jason Leffler, who had the lead, fell out of the lead uh, last week from Nashville. Uh, Reed Sorensen is fourth. Trevor Bain maintaining, uh, maintaining his reputation, running in the top five. Uh, he's, he's fifth. Elliot Sadler is sixth. He fell out of the top five last week. Eric Almarola is seventh, uh, followed by uh, eighth and ninth position being held uh, two weeks straight by Brian Scott and Kenny Wallace. And then a newcomer to the top ten is Michael Annette. So that's kind of your top ten. Uh, Joe Nemechek dropped out of the top ten. He's at 14th position. Uh, Ryan Truex moved up four slots. He's in 20th position. Uh, so a couple of guys on the move. Jennifer Joe Cobb is in 29th. Uh, Danica Patrick is in 24th position. So that's the, the two ladies in Nationwide and, of course, uh, your top 10 for the season. So we'll switch gears now and head over into the Sprint Cup uh, Nextel Championship Series Racing, uh, where Carl Edwards is your leader, uh, still the lead. Uh, he's ahead of Jimmy Johnson, uh, five points behind Carl Edwards is Jimmy Johnson. And then Dale Earnhardt Jr. is third. He moved up three slots with a nice finish uh, in Talladega. Uh, Kevin Harvick also moved up five slots. He's in fourth position. Uh, he's the only driver on the year with two wins. Uh, so he's up in your top five, and then you've got Kurt Busch, who is fifth, no change there. Uh, behind him is his brother Kyle Busch in sixth, followed by Ryan Newman, seventh. We've been making a lot of money all year long on head-to-heads with Ryan Newman, and uh, he's in seventh. And then Matt Kenseth, he fell off quite a bit. He dropped five slots. He's in eighth position, and then Juan Montoya followed by Clint Boyer making the top 10 this week with a really nice run from Talladega. Paul Menard is 11th. Tony Stewart is 12th. Tony Stewart continues to drop uh, drop spots in the series rankings. Jeff Gordon moved up a slot. He's 13th. Mark Martin is 14th. A.J. Allmendinger is in 15th position. Greg Biffle making up some more room. He's in 16th, followed by Denny Hamlin, who's also on the move. Uh, Casey Kane dropped a couple of spots. Martin Truex picked up a couple of needed spots after uh, not finishing the race two weeks straight uh, from Texas and uh, Martinsville. And then, of course, David Reagan is 20th. Marcus Ambrose, 21. Jeff Burton picking up some slots. 
he's 22nd position. So that's kind of what's been going on. Uh, Jamie McMurray, 23rd. Joey Logano, 24th. Uh, a couple guys that are struggling. Uh, no real big names back there in the rear anymore because Jeff Burton was probably the guy, and he's made some uh, he's made some ground. He's sitting in 22nd. Uh, Brad Kaslowski is 27th. Brian Vickers is 28th. So that is pretty much the standings. And, and you know, I want to get the information out to you. You know what's going on. Uh, drivers who I think right now, uh, I mentioned Tony Stewart. He's been following, excuse me, he's been falling in the rankings. He really needs to have a good run uh, to, to get up there. He's got to pick up some ground. Uh, Jeff Gordon as well. Uh, and Greg Biffle does too in 16th position. So those guys running around 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th, they got their eyes set on the fact that, hey, man, we really need to go into this race and come away with a win. Uh, Jeff Gordon has run extremely well uh, from Richmond throughout his career. So, you know, he's something that you'll be taking a look at. We will in the next segment when we get into talking about Richmond and all the different drivers that have a chance to win. But uh, really, you know, uh, that is really what's going on in all three series. I uh, want to thank everybody again for getting back into the show. We're trying to inform you, uh, get you the information so it is available to you so that you can uh, analyze your card for the week. But you know what? If you don't want to analyze your card, you don't have time to do all the work. I spend hours on hours throughout the week preparing for my Sunday race day card. Put your confidence in me. I'm going to come together with a, a strong season. There's still plenty of time to get on board and start winning. Uh, that's what we're here to do. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a great race from Richmond. I'm looking forward to the next segment. Uh, but that was the point standing wrap-up. Uh, again, I'm K-Sig Sheeler. This is Pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. <music> Welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, this is NASCAR Weekly. I am your host, K-Sig Sheeler. And, of course, you're getting it here at pregame.com. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that go into each and every week when I get ready to analyze uh, these races. Now, we're headed into Week 9. This is the uh, Richmond International Raceway that we're headed to for some Saturday night short track racing. And... You know, a lot of things, like I said, a lot of things go through my mind. I'd like to share with you a lot of the different things that uh, that I look at. But the, the thing that I really want to stress as we head into week nine, this will be, the, as I've mentioned earlier in the show, this is the 25% mark uh, for the season. Uh, we're getting ready to be 25% uh, completed on the year. And we're up 10, going on 11%. We're going to see how we settle uh, with our final results after the Richmond race, but I'm at the point where I'm considering where I'm either going to uh, take my profits that I've made for the year and add those into my season bankroll, which would then increase my, uh, my standard bet. Uh, because, you know, obviously, if you're up 15% and you you load that 15% into your bankroll, well, you know, you don't have to uh, 
go changing your percentages. You continue to keep betting the same percentages, but because you've added these profits into your bankroll, now you're you're betting with these profits in your bankroll. And again, that's one way over the years that I've found success in being able to continue to grow my bankroll through the year is I make a decision to either load my profits into my bankroll and use those profits in future wagers or I start to increase my wagering amounts uh, by percentages uh, not to you know not to exceed 10 per 10.8 percent on head-to-heads and not to exceed four percent you know so the standard if you're first coming on the show the standard wagers max three percent on win bets combined and then on long shots a point three percent so the max you would ever have risk on any one race on win bets and long shots combined would be three point three percent well if i increase my bankroll by fifteen percent because i've made that profit well when i go to bet one percent it's going to be more now than what it was before and that's going to uh, you know again that's going to grow your bankroll even further so a lot of times people talk about, oh, you know, bankroll betting and what do you got to do to, to make profit? It's, it's crucial that you set a goal and whatever, when you reach that goal, you're either going to increase your wagering amounts or you're going to add that profit into your bankroll so that you can grow that over time. So hopefully that makes sense to you. If you've got questions on this particular subject matter, uh, hit me up in the forums because, uh, you know, I like to get this conversation uh, going, you know, early on in the week, uh, you know, leading up to race day. But this is a conversation that we can have throughout the season because, there's no major emphasis that you, there's any deadline that you have to do this on. Uh, you know, you set a goal. Uh, in the past, I've made those changes at 10%. I've made them at 12%. It just depends on the season and how things are going and maybe even some of the future races that are on the card. Because, you know, I can look ahead at the schedule and say, you know, I, I generally perform fairly well on these tracks. Uh, these tracks are a little bit easier to figure out. You know, these short tracks are difficult. So we're going to be going conservative this week when we get back into Richmond. Even though we're on a nice two-week run, you have to be realistic. And, uh, you know, but when you get into talking about Richmond, and I'm going to talk about this here coming up here in a few minutes, that is Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch have just been dominating uh, on these short track ra uh, race tracks uh, throughout the circuit. And, of course, you know, Denny Hamlin only raced 10 times here. At, I mean, Jeff Gordon's the all-time lap leader, and he's had 36 races here, and he's led like 1,400 and some odd laps. Uh, Denny Hamlin's only raced 10 times, and he's led 1,100 laps here at uh, Richmond, and he's second behind Jeff Gordon. So that gives you the kind of a uh, uh, little bit of information about an idea about how Denny Hamlin has had so much success racing here at Richmond uh, Race Raceway. So uh, it's going to be a great race. Uh, hopefully that made sense with you, uh, what I was talking about on the bankroll betting. Uh, I'm going to break down the odds for this particular race. It's early in the week. The teams have not even arrived to R Richmond yet. Uh, you know, happy hour practice is still a couple of days away. So we don't have a huge amount of information. I've got some ideas about what I'm going to be looking at going into this race. Um, 
but I don't have a whole lot of tips on drivers this week. Uh, but you know, stick with this show because I've got you know I've got some tidbits of information that I think will be helpful when you get ready to break down your race day card. Uh, now myself. Uh, just so you know, this is the uh, Richmond International Raceway. It's the Crown Royal 400, and uh, it's a, a tribute to Matthew and Daniel Hansen. And if you don't know who those guys are, uh, they are uh, twin brothers that fought in the uh, Iraqi War, and uh, and one of the brothers died. And I believe it was Daniel Hansen that died, but don't quote me on that one. I don't have the information in front of me, uh, but. These guys are real heroes to our country. It's great. It's a you know the fans vote on the tribute and who should who should uh, be highlighted on the moniker of this particular race. So you know we've got uh, we've got a lot of servicemen that are fans of NASCAR. Uh, myself, I was a former veteran. I was a Persian Gulf veteran, and so you know it's great to see the the sport embracing our veterans and uh, giving them a highlight because these guys are real heroes. Uh, we'd love to watch the races and, and, and everything, but these guys, uh, these brothers, and there are many brothers out there just like them, are heroes to our country, and we, it's great that we get to pay tribute to them. So uh, kudos to NASCAR on that. But anyway, it's the Crown Royal uh, tribute to Matthew and Daniel Hansen 400. It's going to race on Saturday night, April 30th, 2011. Uh, race begins at 7.43 p.m. Eastern Time. The coverage begins on Fox at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. So you'll be able to catch some early race coverage on Fox. If you're out on the road and you can't catch it on TV, again, you'll always be able to catch it on the Motor Racing Network. Uh, and any of those stations or local stations, the Carrier Motor Racing Network, and then, of course, Sirius NASCAR Radio Channel 128. Uh, happy hour is Friday, April 29th at 2.45 Eastern Time. You'll be able to catch that on speed, and then following that uh, will be qualifying, and that also will have coverage on speed uh, Friday night at 5.35 Eastern Time. So check those things out. As we get closer to race day, it's always good to see these guys uh, in practice, getting their final practice runs in and, and, and getting the qualifying done. Now, one thing you have to remember is some teams employ a qualifying trim. And what I mean by that is they, they dress these vehicles out in the manner that's going to give them the most maximum speed. Now, they're not running a 400-mile a, a race in qualifying. They're doing a few laps for qualifying. And so they're going to try to do things where, you know, like they, uh, you know, they restrict the airflow into these machines. And the, that's one of the things. Now, that's more so on these uh, bigger tracks. These short tracks, not so much. But you'll see a little bit of that. And, you know, they set up different trims on these vehicles for qualifying. So just because a, a car qualifies really well on, on this particular track does not mean by any means that uh, that it's going to win the race or has a real advantage on this track, uh, Richmond. You know, it's 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 a similar to a, a modified uh, D oval, but uh, you know, it's it's pretty much a flat track. It is a short track, and uh, you know, on these short tracks over the years, uh, Kyle Busch has been exceptional. Uh, he's he's won here at uh, at Richmond uh, several times. 
he's, he's actually won two times, but when it comes to finishes, he's got 10. He's raced 12 times. Now, this is Kyle Busch we're talking about in the 18 car. He's had 12 races here, and he's had 10 top five finishes. So although he's only got two wins, he is a dominant driver on this particular track, not unlike Bristol. And, of course, he won Bristol. And, you know, he is the favorite along with Denny Hamlin. Now, Denny Hamlin is actually, uh, well, Kyle Busch opened at 6-1. to one. A lot of the offshores have moved him down to a 4.5 or a 5-1. to one. And uh, he is the hands-on favorite at most offshores. In Vegas, you can still bet Kyle Busch. Uh, and he's not the favorite. Denny Hamlin is actually a slight favorite in Las Vegas. Uh, but Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch holding out right there in the six to one, uh, five to one. And I'll go down the go down the the list here real quick. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, he's a seven to one at most shops. Denny Hamlin, as we mentioned, you might catch him at a seven to one. He's about a six to one, five to one. Uh, Carl Edwards. Carl Edwards opened at six to one. He's currently at an eight, eight and a half to one. So some good numbers on Carl. Uh, Carl's had a little bit of success here. Uh, you know, when you get into talking about uh, about Richmond, um, you know, he hasn't he hasn't lit the world on fire. Uh, he's got uh, thirteen runs and only one top five, but he's got five top tens. And more recently is uh, where he's had a little bit of success. He finished 10th uh, in the fall race. And then uh, last uh, spring race, May 1st last year, he finished 5th. So uh, he's had a little bit of success recently. Uh, 09, he had some difficulties here in Richmond. Uh, 08, he ran fairly well, ran 7th and 13th. Uh, but in the so looking in these odd, it's kind of strange. But the odd years, Carl has not had as much success, and we are in an odd year. So it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out for him. Uh, now Carl Edwards, like I said, he's eight to one, uh, and then around town you can get Kyle Busch. He's going to be about a five to one, six to one, and uh, so he is the favorite. Uh, Jeff Gordon, he's had so much success here uh, over his career, um, and right now he's a ten to one that you can probably get out there and find him on maybe a nine to one. So some really good odds for Jeff Gordon. And when you when you look at Jeff Gordon and his success that he's had here uh, at Richmond, we'll just take a take a quick second. It's He's, he finished 12th last fall, okay? But prior to that, he had a second-place finish in the spring race, third-place finish the, la the, the fall prior to that in 09. He had an eighth-place finish in 09 in the spring race, another eighth-place finish in the fall of 08. So he's had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven top ten finishes out of his last eight races here at Richmond and he is the all-time lap leader. So, and, and that's not even accounting for any wins because he hasn't won in Richmond uh, since 2000. So 
you know, he's really going to be looking to, to pick up a win here. Now, he starts really well here, you know, as far as starting positions go, uh, and his finishes are just as strong. So Jeff Gordon at 9-1, to one, he's hard to uh, hard to count out of, the, out of the mix here, and he looked really good last week. Uh, you know, he and Mark Martin, they had some strategy. They laid back in the weeds uh, for that race last week. They didn't do much until the very, towards the very end, and they had a real fast car. So, you know, he's a very smart driver. Uh, you can hate him. You can love him. Whatever your deal is with Jeff Gordon, I don't care if, if he's uh, uh, God's gift to, to anything. If he's going to make me some money on Sunday, he's my best friend. That's what I can say about that. Uh, now, also with some other successes, the all-time top 10 leader, of course, is is Mark Martin. He's got 27 top 10 finishes. Of course, he's raced 50 races here, but Jeff Gordon's following him uh, with 23. And then Jeff Burton, he's uh, he's raced 33 times here. He's got 15 top 10s as, as well. So, uh, And you can get Jeff Burton out there at 30 to 1. So, you know, he's, he's in dire need of doing something because he's been picking up a couple of slots but here taking a look at him he runs really well here usually in the spring race he's had uh, uh, two t two straight top 10 finishes in the spring race here in Richmond over the last couple of years uh, not to mention in the fall he also had a top 10 uh, uh, back in 08. So, you know, some success for Jeff Burton on this particular track. Uh, we don't have any information quite yet on the chassis that they do have selected for this particular race. We'll be, uh, we'll be, uh, taking a closer look at the chassis information as we get closer to race day. That goes into the mix of what we do to decide how to, how to, uh, get the information out and, and ready as far as who we think is going to have strong cars on that particular day. So we look at practice runs, we look at qualifying, we look at past successes, we look at current chassis selections, the success that the cars have had. Uh, so we're, we're taking massive amounts of information. We're monitoring line moves throughout the week because the one thing that I'm going to tell you about NASCAR, now not always on the head-to-heads, but in NASCAR, when you see some major line movement in NASCAR, it, you, it's a good indication that uh, there's some real sharp money on that particular line because uh, most uh, casual bettors are not betting on NASCAR. NASCAR is, is bet by some real sharp individuals throughout the circuit, throughout the industry. And uh, when you see a line movement that takes place here in NASCAR, you should take notice of that particular line movement. I'm not saying you need to bet into that line movement all the time. It just depends on uh, on what we're looking at here. Uh, but sometimes on the head-to-heads, not so much. But when you're looking at these win bets and you get some major movement on one of these drivers, uh, there's some real sharp money back in that particular driver. And uh, that's always something to take into consideration along with all the other information that we're compiling for these particular races. So... Uh, but uh, to continue to run down the odds, I hope that helps you guys. Jimmy Johnson, we mentioned seven to one. Denny Hamlin, six to one. Carl Edwards, eight to one. Kyle Busch, five to one. Jeff Gordon, ten to one. Kevin Harvick also at ten to one. Tony Stewart at ten to one. Earnhardt Jr. Now, don't laugh because Earnhardt Jr. has had a little bit of success. Uh, these short track races so far this year, he's at eighteen to one. Now. 
He started out the season in the 30 and 40 to 1 range. He's already being moved up from by the books to the 18 to 1, 20 to 1 range. So you can see that the books are also seeing some success out of Earnhardt Jr. And, uh, you know, we'll see what Steve Letarte has got in store for this particular team. I think it's going to be a great race. Uh, I think the Hendricks team is going to have some success here. But really, Joe Gibbs Racing, uh, you can't go to Richmond and not look at, at uh, Denny Hamlin and, uh, and Kyle Busch. They've had so much success on short tracks, and Denny Hamlin's had so much success here at Richmond. So, uh, you know, and really Kyle Busch has too. Kyle Busch has been a dominant driver over the last four races here. Um, so uh, they've shared in some of the success as far as wins, but really Kyle Busch has had more up front. Uh, finishes, I, you know, I think he's got an average finish of two and a half. So in four races, he's finished in the top two uh, as an average. So that's that's a lot of success. You can't discount that. Uh, and of course, he's getting the nod as as the heavy favorite. Uh, but Earnhardt Jr. eighteen to one, Kurt Busch fifteen to one. Uh, not a lot of success from Kurt Busch here. He's had twenty runs and uh, only three top fives. So that's not a huge amount of success. He's had six top tens uh, in that in that mix, uh, but so Kurt Busch struggles a little bit out here in Richmond. But you know you never know what's in store with this 22 car. Uh, each and every week they surprise us. They've been running up front a lot of these races. Uh, they need to they need to have another uh, race with some success. Uh, Matt Kenseth he's a 20 to one. Clint Boyer 15 to one. Now I like Clint Boyer. Uh, he's had some success here, too, just a little bit. He's had 10 runs, and he's had five top 10s. So he's on the verge, and he also did collect a win uh, as well uh, here at Richmond. So, you know, these dirt tra these old dirt track uh, drivers, they do really well on these short tracks. And, uh, you know, so I like Clint Boyer a little bit. I'll be taking a closer look at him. Uh, Mark Martin. 30 to 1, Jeff Burton 30 to 1, Greg Biffle 20 to 1. So that's kind of the rundown uh, of what's been going on and what the big board has in store for us. Uh, I think the show's been extremely successful today. Uh, I didn't get a lot of time to spend uh, talking nuts and bolts like I'd like to. Uh, I think that there's a little bit of something in each one of the segments. Uh, again, We've rectified all the problems. The show's going to get out to you guys each and every week. I hope you appreciate what we're doing here. Uh, I love the feedback that I'm getting. Let's get in the forums. Let's build some conversation around these race days each and every week. There's a lot of experts uh, that are betting NASCAR in the forums here at pregame.com. Stop in and check them out because they've got some great information. There's a lot of guys in there. And uh, you really owe it to yourself uh, for your race day to get in there and check it out. Uh, again, uh, this is NASCAR Weekly. It's all things NASCAR. Uh, don't hesitate to hit me up at any time during the week. Uh, I do need to make a little bit better concerted effort to get in the forums prior to race day. Uh, but, you know, I really am, am working on this stuff, as you can tell, all week long leading up to race day i'm doing my homework so you know hit me up say hey sig what do you think about uh you know if this matchup's offered out there or would you like or are you leaning towards any specific drivers this week 
I got no problem tipping my hand a little bit about what I'm thinking about heading in the race. I do it here on the show a lot. I'll continue to keep doing it. Um, again, I really cannot stress how much I appreciate everybody getting in here. I think the show's really growing. I promise you that we will get a guest on the show, and we will get that taken care of before uh, before the midway point of the season. So we're going to be 25% done now. I count on it. I guarantee I'll get you a guest on here, and it's going to blow your socks off because uh, I've got a great guest in mind. And uh, and then we'll we'll just keep growing from there. Again, guys, really appreciate you stopping back in. Uh, Richmond Racing Saturday night short track. Check it out. Uh, again, I'm K Sig Sheeler. This is Pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR. Week. <laughs>